ships a cakewalk. If we're behind them, never mind, we'll fight and fight and kill the good old colony. Welcome to AFLW One-Eyed Tigers and Pies, the podcast where we explore all things AFLW, so long as they're black and white or yellow and black. I'm Alexandra and I'm a one-eyed Collingwood fan. And I'm Tony and I'm a one-eyed Richmond fan. So nice to be back again for our third episode, Alexandra. And I have to say, we got some great feedback this week. Yeah, people seem to love us ranting, which is great because that was like a bonus part that I got to rant or that we got to rant. So now it might should be, maybe it's a feature. I think it should be a feature. And don't worry to our uh, uh, legions of loyal listeners, we have a lot of things to rant about. So don't worry that we're going to run out. There's lots of things to rant about. And we have actually uploaded a bonus rant. So we put up episode 2A, bonus rant. Um, We cut it out of last week's episode because it went for four minutes and we were already over time. Yeah, so hopefully you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. So let's get right into it. Let's uh, let's review the games we saw on the weekend, Tone. Sounds good. So I don't really want to talk about Richmond, so why don't we talk about Collingwood? And again, that's not something I'm used to saying. I'm very happy to talk. I'm always happy to talk about Collingwood. Collingwood is fantastic, and I know we lost to Frio, um, but we won everywhere except on the scoreboard. That's exactly the same statement I made last week about Gold Coast. And, you know, moral victories are all very well and good, but not as good as actual victories. You're right. It's not as good as an actual victory. Um, And in a normal season of a proper length, like, you know, where you played each other once, for example, um, that sort of game would actually be less heartbreaking because we genuinely did play well. Like we played really well. Fremantle played really well, but I, I'm not bagging Collingwood's game at all. I think we had a fantastic um, game. Most of our players, you know, stood up and did everything. We just couldn't quite get it on the scoreboard. Um, it's just that in an eight-game season, letting ones like that slip, that's that's potentially deal-breaking. That, well, and yeah, that's really hard. I think there's a, there's an argument there where if the AFL heard you say that, they'd say that's because we've made every game matter. Yeah, well, who cares what the <laughs> AFL says? Yeah. I, I don't rate them on anything. Uh, okay, I'm not going to rant about that. That's not today's rant. So what we are going to say is um, – Collingwood has some genuine superstars, and I'm going to call out Jamie Lambert, who's got the 10 10 coaches votes three weeks running. I mean, seriously, both coaches in every match have thought she was the the best on ground. Yeah, that's quite Uh, a stunning start to the season. I don't know of anyone else who's having that kind of run at the moment. She's got to be, you know, up there with some of the best players in the league right now, if not the. Up there. She She is. is. Come on. Okay. She is leading the way. She's a legend. Um, I do want to call on Britt Benici. We had a bit of a chat about Britt last week. Uh, last week, Britt is amazing, and Britt had a had a lovely game, really lovely game. She was just there, sort of every time when you were a bit worried about what was happening, um, Britt was there and and stood up. Steph Ciocci, I love Steph. I've always loved Steph. I don't reckon I've seen her play this well. This is her fourth season. She's been our captain since the first season, and. I don't know, maybe maybe she slipped beneath the radar or something, but she's having an absolute blinder. She is so solid. 
Um, and she just her running game, the way that she's running backwards and forwards, and you know she she hand passes or kicks, and suddenly she's in the next piece of play as well. Um, I'm absolutely loving her game. She's not just an she's not just an on field leader or an off field leader. Um, she's she's a champion in her own right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not surprised that what we're starting to see now is someone who's been in the system for four years is really you you'll see that in every game. Once you've had four years at an elite level, the people who can learn and develop and really work on those skills and the efforts can really take that next step. I well, I'm excited to think about what some of these first year players are going to be like with another three or four years under their belt. Yeah, what about seven or eight years? Yeah, that's right. Or even, you know, people who've had five years in an elite pathway coming into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. And uh, the other player I want to talk about was Sarah Rose. So Sarah's our Irish recruit. She's in her second season. Is this the girl um, who can bounce? This is the girl who can bounce um, and does bounce. And she... Um, she had another she had another great game. She's been really solid. So uh, Chloe Malloy does a podcast. At the start of the year, um, on her podcast, Chloe was talking about who the superstars at Collingwood were. And Sarah Rowe was put up as she's not a superstar, but she's going to be. Like she's the one to watch this season. And I feel like that's like maybe she's not superstardom yet, but God, she's she's looking good. She's very, very solid and reliable and in the ball the whole time, so good to see. That's good. So uh, I did watch, um, didn't watch the whole game, but I watched a, a chunk of the game. And um, once again, my favourite, uh, my favourite ruckman from Collingwood, Shani. Uh, <laughs> again, I think you're right. Had a kicking style which made me hold my breath uh, and got exactly where she needed to be. She nailed a really important goal uh, in the first quarter from a kick that went straight through the middle. Seriously, it's it is the worst looking kick. And one of the most effective. She lands it on people's chest. She lands it through the middle of the goals. Hey, did you see her try to put one over her head from a pack in the goal square? Uh, that I didn't see. Oh, that was great. She missed. We love you, Shani. And Shani had a Shani had a great game as well. Actually, just talking about the Collingwood players, I do want to point out in the Collingwood votes, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six Collingwood supporter uh, Collingwood players got votes, and Haley Miller was the only Fremantle player who got votes. So. We had a big day. Yeah, and, and we just I think need to get it on the scoreboard. You, you dominated the stats, but it's interesting coming back to something you said in our very first podcast: is uh, Collingwood have a good side, but you need someone to stand up, up forward, and kick your goals for you. And actually, that's that seems to be what fell down here. You one goal in the second half is is just not enough to win. Not when you dominate possession like you did. Uh, I. Agree with you. Now, I mean, we don't want to take anything away there from Freo's defence. Obviously, Freo are a good side and defended really well. But, yeah, I think Collingwood should have won based on what we saw. Should have won and, and could have won. And I guess it's the – I'm probably going to go more with could have than should have because, you know, should have. Uh-huh. Um, but could have won and that's really disappointing. Like you say, Freo was great, but who wants to talk about Freo? I want to talk about Collingwood. Um, and I am not downheartened at all by that game. Um, I'm downhearted by the loss, but I still – ultimately you want to t- see your team play good footy and they played good footy. So – Good on them. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, so maybe moving on to Richmond versus North. Oh, sorry. That's a seg. That's a really good segue into Richmond, isn't it? Yeah. Your team's playing good footy, Tom. Well, let's. I no, there was absolutely good, really good footy played on the weekend, which was fantastic <laughs> to see. Unfortunately, not a huge amount of it was actually played by Richmond. Uh, look, we got thumped. Really, no other way to put it. Uh, we got thumped. I think North are a very good team. Um, they moved the ball well. One of the things I was very impressed with was their forward pressure. Uh, you know, their, their tackles in the forward 50 put our defence under massive pressure and just gave them that repeat forward 50 entries. The other thing they got is they they really scored, you know, from their entries. They uh, they really put the scoreboard pressure on the board. Um, Don't you hate that? Yeah, well... I see particularly, and I think if you look at Richmond over the past two weeks, we've actually had opportunities. We've had 22 scoring shots in two games and we've scored four goals, 18. Four goals, 18. Four, 18. So, and you, and you reckon Collingwood has problems up front? <laughs> oh, yeah, but I wasn't denying that Richmond does. And I think this is quite interesting is that two of our big star recruits were effectively recruited as forward. Um, I, I would say the, the thing I find interesting about this is I mean, bad kicking is bad for you, but if we'd scored 11-11 in those two ones, you know, the same scoring shots but even, 6-6 wins the Gold Coast game pretty easily, 5-5 against North, well, we still lose, but at least we don't get totally embarrassed. So, yeah, disappointing. Hmm. Um, I do want to sound out one particular uh, player who really impressed me, uh, Grace Campbell, again. I don't know if you actually managed to see the game, but uh, first-year player in her second game, and she just absolutely looked like she was up to the level. Really, really good composure, got the footy and used it well. Good on it. Given we're three games in and we haven't really looked a massive threat of winning so far, starting to be a little bit concerned about the uh, the rest of the season, fair to say. I did notice one article that I read post the weekend uh, said that Richmond's final hopes were fading. Yeah, that's an optimistic way to put it. I, <laughs> I didn't really think we had finals hopes left. Look, I think this is a chance where we sit there and look and go, okay, we're, we're planning for the future. This season, we're not going to make the finals. But what we can do is... I, I think fin- you probably you probably have a mathematical chance. Yeah, yeah, I I don't say it. We'd have to say something. We'd have to play a very different style of footy. But I think what we can do is let's figure out who's going to be here you know, in three years' time, who's going to be those long-term players for us? And I do want to take a moment to talk about the big three. We recruited Conti, Brendan and Frederick this year as sort of the the big, ma- the massive recruits. Conti has been really mm-hmm. impressive. Um, she's still very young. She looks AFL-ready uh, as, a, as a midfielder, gets a lot of the ball, just always looks dangerous. I think the thing we need to do is actually get support in the middle for her because she wins the ball but just has no one to give it off to right now. Brennan, Katie Brennan played a good game this week. I thought she actually looked really dangerous up forward when she was up there. I don't think she, early on and particularly against Carlton she played in the middle and I just don't think she looked as threatening. So there's some talk about her um, having played as a midfielder in her early football. It's only since the advent of AFLW that she went up forward. Right. So... She looks really dangerous up forward. Now, I think it's an interesting one here because I think if we do need more help in the midfield, so if we, if the coaches really believe she can make it as a midfielder, then maybe we use this season to play her there so she learns the game. But I would say in the short term, absolutely, we'd be better off with her up forward, particularly if she mm. can kick straight. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, <sighs> Frederick, 
I, I would say Frederick's been disappointing, I have to say. Um, what we saw was um, the best and the worst. Um, her marking and her attack on the ball when the ball hits the ground's basically been disappointing. And if I was a Collingwood player right now, I'd, I'd go so far as to say she's useless when the ball hits the ground. <laughs> I don't think we should joke about that, Tone. Uh, That was maybe a bit harsh. Um, However, however, the positive side is the goal she kicked uh, in a ruck contest in the square. She used her strength. She held out her opponent, grabbed it, and and booted it through. That's what I want to see. I really want to see her do that in the marking contest. She's, She's clearly the strongest person out there. And she is up for goal of the year for that one. So, yeah. you know, maybe you'll get a goal of the year. You might win an award this season. <laughs> we can hope. That's about all we've got left. So, look, what what I really want to see is, uh, well, I think jumping forward here to what am I looking for, I think we just need to uh, to, to settle. We're not going to necessarily uh, win too many games, but let's really find out who's going to be the future for Richmond. Okay, so you've given up on the season. Uh, are you still going to keep up with the podcast or, or is that over now too? You, you, are you not interested in AFLW now Richmond's fallen off? I, I went 37 years between grand finals watching the men's competition and remained fanatical. I'll be around. <laughs> great, great. That's good to hear. So what's going to happen this weekend then? You're up against Richmond. Uh, sorry, you're up against Geelong in Bendigo this weekend. That's right. And I would say this is an exciting one. At the Queen Elizabeth Oval, I've played cricket on the QEO when I was a kid. So, you know, this is this is a ground that's got a lot of memories for me. So um, we're up against a team who uh, kicked had eight scoring shots um, against a good side and kicked 6-2. So um, I guess the question is, am I obsessed about goal kicking? You are. Yeah, okay. Well, got bad kicking is bad footy. That's why I can say. Look, what we need to do, we need to focus on us, what we can do, settle on a team structure, understand your role, and just let the process take care of itself. Just kick straight. That's all. <laughs> we kick straight, we'll win. Okay, cool. I don't. Is Geelong as uh, – who cares about Geelong? Who cares about Geelong? I don't care. I hope Richmond beat them. That would be great. Be great. Wouldn't it be lovely? Collingwood's up against Melbourne this weekend. We're playing um, Melbourne on Friday night as part of the Bushfire Relief doubleheader. Nice. Um, so we've got the State of Origin, the AFL-M State of Origin after our match. Oh, well, um, so there's one serious game and one uh, one joking game, joke around game. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're there for the serious game. Uh, Collingwood Melbourne are both on two wins and, and one loss. So we're kind of equal at the moment. We did both lose last weekend, but I just want to put this in context. We lost to the flag favourite. So Fremantle is quite clearly leading the competition at the well, moment. Maybe North Melbourne. And North Melbourne look really impressive. They do, but they're also on two wins and one lost. So and one part of the reason they look really impressive is that they played you. <laughs> go on, so, go on. Move on. So so, uh, Melbourne lost to St Kilda. So, last weekend, Melbourne lost to St Kilda on Friday night. Um, and St Kilda is a new entrant. And as we've seen this year, the new entrants are struggling in the competition. Although I would say St Kilda is looking better than any of the others. Um, so, I think we'll romp it in because we are better than Melbourne. We're better than everybody. We just, you know, need to need to get it on the scoreboard. Okay, um, so should we move on and have a look at how we went last week with our predictions? 
Yes. Your bold prediction, Tony, was that Bernardi will kick more goals than points. Well, she kicked one point and no goals. So once again, that's zero from two from my predictions. <laughs> Whereas you had Shani Layton will be best on ground. So she wasn't best on ground, but she was good. She was definitely good. She was the best ruck on the ground and she was really good. And she kicked a goal and she was really good around the ground. The television commentary was saying around halftime, hey, um, they need to do something about Shani Layton. She's just walking all over them. And I was like, yes, I'm going to, my bold prediction is coming true. And she sort of fell off a little bit in the second half, but uh, she had a very good game. She had a very good game, but let's face it. Jamie Lambert got 10 coaches' votes. Shani Layton got two. So, Yeah, she wasn't best on ground. I, I still think that it's not as big a fail as yours. <laughs> All right. Well, my prediction this week, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and, well, I'm actually what I'm really doing is I'm going to set my standards a little lower. We're going to be in front at quarter time. Oh, good on you, Tone. That's right. That's a really, are we renaming the bold prediction to be slightly atta- attainable prediction? <laughs> I just want to get one right this season, that's all. Okay. Um, all right. All right. So my, my slightly attainable prediction this week is that someone, anyone in the Collingwood side will kick more than one goal. <laughs> I kind of feel like our standards are dropping in terms of these predictions. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get them right and then we can go back to bold next week. Yeah. So time to move on to the most popular part of the podcast, which is your rant. Here's an opportunity for you to share your opinion on a topic that you care about. What's it to be this week? I want to talk about different rules for women. Is it good or is it bad? Okay. Guess, guess what I'm going to say. You're going to say you dislike almost everything. I'm not normally a negative person. It's just something about this game and the way that women are treated in terms of football, it brings it out in me. But different rules for women are absolutely shit. I'm actually going to put this into a context for you. So this isn't just about AFLW. Did you know that netball came to be because women weren't able to play, weren't capable of playing basketball? I didn't know that. So they modified the rules so that women would be able to play. Now, women can play basketball. Women do play basketball. And very well. We don't want – they play very well. We do not want a separate and different competition. We want women playing football. So for God's sake, make it football. So I'm totally with you on this. And actually, this is one that I'm quite passionate about. And there's one particular rule that really irritates me. And it actually comes back to a comment I hear around uh, women's footy doesn't score enough. So yes, there's two rules. As in, uh, sorry, by by yes, I don't mean yes, women's footy don't score enough. I mean, yes, I hear that all the time and it drives me mad. Why does it drive you mad? It drives me mad. Now, this is going to get a bit nerdy because I'm a nerd, but I've actually done some calculations. There's two rules that impact women's scoring significantly. One is the games are shorter. 20-minute quarters to 15-minute quarters. That's one. But the second one is there's a weird time-on rule where the first 13 minutes of the quarter have no time on and the last two minutes do. That has actually a really big impact. So stay with me on this one. Men's games are 123 minutes and 12 seconds on average in 2019. They should be 80 minutes. So all that extra time is time on. 
you can then calculate that and say time on is 54% longer. So a 20-minute quarter goes 54% longer, which is 30 in a bit. The women's game have 52 minutes with no time on and eight minutes with it. So that's the 13 and two times four. You can then do that same calculation and say that's 64 minutes of game time, 52 then plus eight times 54%. So women play a game 52% of the length of the men. What you're basically saying is women's games are half the length of the men's games. Thank you. I probably should have led with that. Women's games are half the length of the men. So what I did to go extra nerdy is I went and looked at the adjusted scores from the weekend if they'd been able to play a full-length game. So I adjusted it for how long the men's game is. And this is just assuming that people score the same. So St Kilda defeat Melbourne 38-27. Carlton defeat the Bulldogs 98-57. There was a 54-all draw between the Suns and the Lions. Think back to some of the classic grand finals we've talked about in the men's comp where the scores in the 50s. The Dockers, 63, beat the Pies by a goal, 57. Giants scored 80 against the Eagles. North Melbourne scored 146, thrashing Richmond by over 100 points. He scored just 38. And Adelaide scored 94 against Geelong, 73. The average score for the round was 65 points. The men's 2019 average was 80. So there's not a scoring problem with the women. There's two goals difference in average scoring. Scoring is not the problem. These stupid rules about length of game are the problem. Oh, my God, Tony, I want to give you a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) That is brilliant. I absolutely love it, and I love that you've done that. And I'm, we'll put this up on our on our social media site. We'll actually put your calculations up because it's totally brilliant, um, and it also puts Richmond's thrashing into context: one hundred and forty-six to thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, I was tempted to leave that one off that, the stats. That's actually, be the, <laughs> no, I. I think that really gives us a great context. So uh, so it's the rules that are the problem. Exactly. Now, I know that was supposed to be your rant, but this one really irritated me. I, I love that you have taken over my rant because I, I absolutely had that as part of my rant, but I wouldn't have gone to that effort. I would have just like grumbled about stuff. Right. So you, you had something you were unhappy about? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, just in terms of the rules, like obviously the weird time on rule and the shorter games are really dumb. Um, 16 aside with five on the bench, why? why? Why not have 18 on the field? Because that's how many there are. I, the bench can go up and down with because, you know, they do that in the AFL-M as well. Um, and the out of bounds between the arcs, seriously, what the hell is that? It's just ridiculous. There's a few rule changes that I don't really care about very much. Um, the only one that I like is the throw-in from 10 metres inside the boundary line. I can, um, I, can but, I like that one actually as well. It really gets it away from the ball just going out again and back in and out and back in. It's The ball's almost in the centre of the ground again. I know. It puts the ball into a really challenging position the moment it's thrown back in, so a dangerous position. I really like that. Um, I don't like it as a female rule. I think they should introduce it to the men's game as well. Yeah, I think that would be great, actually. Yeah. I I think as a defender, Um, I would hate it, I have to say. If all of a sudden the throw-in hits 30 metres out directly in front, I can see why the defenders would dislike that. I can absolutely see why they dislike it, but, hey, they're being paid a lot of money Oh, not if you're a female, you're not being paid oh, a lot of money. Yeah, that's, that's a different rant. 
that that one's coming, right? <laughs> that one's coming. We're definitely going to rant about that at some point. Uh, let's get back to the rules. Um, just for just for posterity, I do wish to name the other rules that are different in the women's game. Unlimited interchanges. No restrictions on runners and water carriers being on the ground. They play with a smaller ball and it's thrown up, not bounced. Um, interchanges, restrictions on runners and throwing up. Um, I don't have any problem with them because I actually think they're things they're still playing around with in the men's game. So this is just a continuation of the playing around. We're still trying to find out what the right balance is with that. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue about the ball size. We Women's footy uses a, a size four ball because I've recently been to footy training and I've been kicking a ball around and I'm quite happy to be kicking a smaller ball. Right. You've, have you tried kicking a larger ball and a smaller ball and compared the difference? Yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, so that is a completely inconsistent with my rant about it should be the same thing, um, but, yeah, everything else. Yeah. Whatever, it's really, really dumb. We want it the same. If being the same means we have to kick a bigger ball, we can kick a bigger ball. I'm fine with that. Cool. Yeah. All right, so what are you up to this weekend? Going to see any games? I am. I'm heading to um, the, the stadium at Docklands on um, Friday night to watch Collingwood versus Melbourne. And, uh, and then I'll probably watch the State of Origin thing that's on afterwards, the sideshow. And that's actually probably it. Sounds good. Well, yeah, for me, it's uh, it's TV all round as uh, I'll be travelling this weekend. So with that, we'll wrap it up and end with the uh, usual two-word sign-off. Go Tigers. Go Pies.